What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Actually, what I should have called you was Money Badger Cough. Guy, if you... I have never been more sure let alone it's the Chargers, and let alone that that's always how it ends, when an announcer makes a proclamation that an individual, and and it just happens to be the Chargers kicker, has trademarked himself the money badger. I said, guy, I don't give a shit if this is Adam Vinatieri's kid, if this is Justin Tucker, Meeks grade the legs kid. No chance. I would have bet every dollar I had that he was, I thought he'd shank it. He got a lot closer than I thought, but when the money... Have you ever heard a broadcaster say something and go, yeah, this probably isn't going to go well? I, yeah, I have. I've had that experience before. I Credit to you, that was not... I was just like, oh, that's weird. I didn't really have enough time to process it. I thought the kick looked good, and he was everything was going to be good. I got to tell you, this is not logical. This is not fair. This is not... Uh, it's a cool... I'm not saying it's not... It's actually kind of cool. I'd it's it's very at. cool. But what I'm about to tell you, this is not logical. Okay, this is not right. It's not fair. It's, but if I'm somebody's teammate and I'm in the locker room tying my shoes and like, did you hear he he trademarked Money Badger? That the fact that he trademarked Money Badger got attention for trademarking Money Badger and then missed the game winning kick would piss me off. And I know Have somebody heard- is gonna like DM me and be like, oh, he trademarked it three years ago when he was in business school at the University of Miami and it was just part of a class project. I, it's fine. I'm just, I don't care. If I was his teammate, I wouldn't care. I'd be, a, I'm not pissed. I'm not angry. I would be a little annoyed that my kicker has a trademark on Money Badger and missed a game winning kick. Is that wrong? Well, I, well, here would be my main uh, pushback on Michael Badgley. I, I've never heard of. He went to, uh, went to, went to the U. First team all ACC in 17. Like, if I told you that Justin Tucker, trademarked, you know, Tucker time. So, yeah, exactly. Tucker for the win or just, just whatever. Or, or, you know, Vinatieri over the time, like, 
Adam Champion Terry, or just just whatever these play on words is, I'd be like, you know, I, I watch Justin Tucker every time. Justin Tucker, I've I, for whatever reason we talked about this recently. Like, I don't watch that much Ravens. I've never watched a Ravens game when they go to a field goal and I go, yeah, I'm gonna go get some water or whatever. This is gonna be fucking right down the dick. And it, I mean, that guy is just automatic. Those guys to me have some juice. Guy, this guy is an undrafted free agent that's now been kicked. 20, he's kicked 32 career field goals. Like, let's just, and you're on the Chargers. To me, it's just about where you are. Like, if, if Keenan Allen wants to trademark pass catcher or, I don't know, some, whatever, okay. I, I can't have money badger. I almost, too. I was like, you know, should I put, I, I just had this weird feeling. Like, should I put a little money on the Chargers? Like, seven points. Then I was like, I might as well take the money line, and I didn't put any money. But like halfway through the game, I'm like, fuck, this was just Saints are a weird team. Herbert's ball. You're like, this is obvious. When I heard that, I'm like, I'm glad this thing's going to overtime, and the Saints are going to win. And I'm because my money would have gone on the money line. <laughs> you just can't. Like, I, I'm sorry. Like me and you, if we trademark something, it would sound a little cheesy. Like if. If Coward wants to trademark something, I think he's got a little more juice. You know? But to me, like you can, if you trademark something and no one notices until you become, you know, like what well, I don't know how it became public information that he trademarked it. That's why I thought like maybe he did it in college and it was just always in his college bio and that's where they read it from. Did one of the internet sports agents tweet out like, you know, someone on the internet always knows like new trademark. Somebody from somewhere is trademarking something. I don't know how like, they get emails from the trademark office. Honestly, it's not even that. I mean, it's pretty cool. Like, I, it's I think a great, it sounds. Yes, it sounds it's, cool. It's, if it's the great, guy becomes Justin Tucker. Yeah. It's going to be. Uh, it's going to be a big. It's, it's, but, gonna, it's going to set him. Apart. Did Honey Badger give himself that nickname? I feel like maybe he did, but it doesn't feel that way. No, I thought it was just in college. He was like this reckless player, right. and maybe their announcer, somebody like the LSU announcer, yeah. it or does feel like something from somebody from the South would come up with. Yeah, like Honey Badger don't care because remember he played like corner safety, yeah. punt returner. He was just, the irony he got kicked off the team, but it was like this guy just doesn't care, like a Honey Badger, not afraid of snakes or something. You know, it was just, it, it, the Honey Badger to me doesn't really even like. It's just part of his story, but I don't feel like he forces that down. No, no, he does. He does not, for sure. I, I think it's a, it's one of the truly great nicknames of modern sports. When most nicknames are just like A Rod, yeah, G Habe, J Middle, TB Twelve. Like you got yeah. him there. Every you know? nine out of ten athletes' logo is just like their initials and their number somehow morphed together. Right? I mean, there are, there are Steph Curry, like SC Thirty. It's like there aren't that many Jumpman logos. No, I mean, I would say the sweetest one ever might just be sweetness. Like if your nickname is just sweetness, yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Like I never saw sweetness. The big play, unit was a great nickname. That's a great. That's a fantastic nickname. The big unit is fucking badass. Yeah, I mean, did Griffey technically have one? The kid, the I kid, mean, was, yeah. Junior, yeah. Junior is probably more his nickname. Yeah, you're right. Junior is one. The Iron Man. That was pretty sweet. Iron I mean, Man's baseball used to have some good ones. Iron Horse. <laughs> yeah. I the, baseball the, big, the big unit was good. Yeah. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Ease.com promo code HAM. Ease.com promo code HAM or Ease.com promo code HAM10. Yep. Get on it right now. E-A-Z-E.com 2.0. They just got this new refresh. Check out their website. It's really cool. I've done it. Guy's done it. I know a lot of you listening have done it. Tell your friends. Promo code HAM gets you $20 up off a purchase of $50 or more. They got pre-rolls, they got edibles, they got vapes, they got topicals, they got everything you need. Just check out the website. If you're a returning user, 
Type in ham and the number 10. Get you a little 10% haircut. You like a little 10% haircut guy? A little 10% discount? You mm-hmm. know, 50 Call bucks, that just the sides in the back. Yeah, you know, it's just, it's it's easy to get Ham 10. Check it out right now. Our friends at Ease, we love them. This guy will tell you, you got to be 21 or over. And I think most of our listeners are. Uh, yeah, then you get verified online in minutes, and then it gets delivered to you in minutes. You don't have any of the latest Ease slogans uh, ready? Because I had an idea for one. Dank well, for you, every well, rank. That was my, like, <laughs> I, don't, I just I don't came like up that. with that one. Yeah, yeah, it just hit me. Uh, I don't. I, I gotta look them up on my okay. on my phone. All right. there, there are. Just check out e a z e e a z e dot com promo code ham promo code ham ten. By the way, last podcast, John, we we started telling you guys about Gabby. They also yeah. sponsor the podcast now. G a b i Gabby dot com slash ham. Go to Gabby dot com slash ham. Um, I did it. Guess what? Gabby dot com slash ham ran all took my insurance information, my my car insurance, compared it to all the other car insurance in the database, and said, "Good news." You got the best rate. Yeah. Chill out. It made, you feel good. It made you feel good, though, huh? I was like, all right. I appreciate the honesty. What's your car insurance number? My number? Like, well, I'm just saying, like, how, you pay, what do you pay a year? Like, $800? No, I think, yeah, I think it's like seven sixty nine. dollars It feels good. When, uh, <laughs> it feels good when you haven't got a ticket in a long time and you go, God, I, I really don't pay that much in insurance. And then you realize like, God, my parents, when I was young, were paying way too much money for me right. to fucking drive around. I would never pay for my, you're walking little Billy, you know, John jr. <laughs> Get a bike buddy. Uh, but for us, older people, many people listening for work, for just life to live, you need insurance. And listen, it's weird financial times right now. I, I I've done a lot of like, you know, I talked to someone yesterday about Hulu and YouTube TV the problem is I was on the phone with them as they're watching Herbert and I was way ahead of them. It's like, God, I hate that. I don't, you know, it's like, but they start telling me the number and I'm like, I'm paying a hundred dollars more and they're getting everything I get. So it, it makes me contemplate this until you actually see it. You go, God, I'm paying a thousand dollars in, ho- I pay homeowners insurance guy. I don't, even though I'm in a building, if the building goes down, I don't even know how that works, but it compared that rate to as well. And I could save like a hundred bucks. The average person though, because you just stay with the same whoever you're with for so long has with Gabby customers have saved $825 when you factor in all the different insurances. So this thing is like the orbits of insurance, right? It just looks you up everything and just finds you the best rate. It's really fantastic. You and I did it and try it out. I can't recommend it enough. Gabby takes the pain out of shopping for insurance by giving you an apples to apples comparison of your current coverage with 40 of the top insurance providers like progressive nationwide travelers. You just link your current insurance it's totally free to check your rate. There's no obligation. Uh, they never sell your information, so no annoying spam or robocalls. Take a few minutes right now. Stop overpaying on your car and home insurance. Go to Gabby.com slash ham. That's G-A-B-I, Gabby. G-A-B-I dot com slash ham. Gabby.com slash ham. Do it now. Could Justin Herbert be better than Joe Burrow? Uh, he's more physically talented. There's... I don't think there's any disputing he, he's the most physically gifted quarterback to come out in a draft, is it fair to say, since Carson? Like, just physical gifts, right? Size, luck. speed, arm strength. I, yeah, but Wentz was after luck, right? Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking you were talking about Carson Palmer. Yeah, so I, I'm talking, yeah, Car- sorry, Carson Wentz. I didn't think about that one very well. And I think those two guys, to me, clearly jump off the screen. Now, you could say Herbert. Now, I guess J- Josh Allen. That's true. Uh, I I think there's a there's a crew of guys, right? Josh Allen. I think now most of us didn't really know Mahomes, 
Like, wait, they traded up to get this. Who now? I mean, he's the fucking star of the league. I think they throw him in there. Uh, but I think when you think Herbert, Wentz, and Josh Allen, like Mahomes isn't as thick as those guys. I mean, maybe maybe I'm off if you got him on the scale, but this guy just physically, you and I were talking about him coming out. He's he was a much more accomplished Josh Allen, but they were in the same kind of realm of just these guys physically are going to be in a different level than even the other guys in their own draft. And and Josh Allen was in a draft right of Sam Darnold, who was viewed as like a star. Like he just was in NFL circles. And Baker Mayfield, who was people forget, and you and I were talking the other day after we like both peaked at watching their game against the Colts, like, God, he does some weird shit. I mean, he's not that talented, throw some bad picks. He was the Heisman Trophy winner, and remember the Patriots loved him like a lot of it, Sean Payton supposedly loved him. Like a lot of people did really like Baker Mayfield coming out. Like he was a lock. If he didn't go one to to what's his name, uh Dorsey, he was gonna go in the top eight. Right, seven, six. Yeah, he was going to go really high. Yeah. He was going to be a single digit guy. Right. I do wonder though if some of this is like what he has. But Bur- Burrow's a little more of like your your prototypical like his instincts and the other stuff are pretty off the charts, right? Yeah, and and it's you know I say it only because I think if you didn't know where anybody was drafted, and I told you those are two rookie quarterbacks, you I think if you didn't know anything, and I just said watch the NFL, tell me who the number. I'll tell you who the rookies are. You tell me which one was picked first. People yeah. would think Herbert was the number one overall pick in the NFL draft this year, right? He is of the three guys. Well, I guess we'll see about the Dolphins. They look pretty good against the Niners. He's on the best team, and just in terms of talent around him, right? Now, we haven't seen Tua yet. We'll get in him a little later. But of the three guys, Burrow's teams, I just watched little clips of the Ravens game. Like, that was, and I'm glad. I was like, you know, should we put a little money on the Ravens? And then you watch, you're like, oh, my God. The Ravens aren't really even trying, and this is a, this is a bloodbath for Burrow. Yeah, but but you know what? Like we never, it we never get an answer to what would have happened if this guy was on that team and that guy was on this team, right? In other words, kind of, of a pointless exercise. Like like right? you said, like of course Herbert looks better. Look who he's throwing it to: Mike Williams and Keenan Allen and Hunter Henry. And look at his team. Yeah. They've they they're one and four, but they're like the reverse Bears, who like are four and one, and you can't figure out how. I, someone someone tweeted at me. They're like, "Is this the best one and four team in NFL history?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's got to be up there." It's a great question. I mean, every game has been a single score game. Two of their losses are field goal overtime losses. Not even like first drive touchdown losses. Field goal OT losses. Every and game has been a one score game. I, I know. And every like every other drive, it's like, is Joey Bosa the top five player in the NFL nine quarterback? We never look. I know it's really easy now, and this is. <clears throat> I probably opened myself up to criticism when I use this example, but. No one even has any interest in seeing the alternate universe, right? Where the Packers draft Alex Smith and the 49ers draft Aaron Rodgers or the Browns draft Aaron Rodgers. Like, no, it's like, no, I'm looking at Aaron. He's the most talented player. He's one of the most talented players I've ever seen in the league. He was always destined to be this, which after a guy has become great, it's always obvious that he was going to be great. Like, it's obvious. And Russell, look at his skills. Look how smart he is. It's obvious that Patrick Brink Holmes, like it's always so easy for it to be obvious. In other words, five years from now, Herbert could look like a top five quarterback and we're looking at Joe Burrow going, well, I mean, I don't know. And that could be almost entirely based on what teams they're on. If you reverse the two things, Burrow, who, by the way, we really like, we want the Thursday night game. We, I'm, I'm not giving up. I, I love Burrow. This is not about Burrow. This is about Herbert. Yeah. And I think like Josh Allen, that's happened faster with Herbert. We look at him and go, I think people that watched 
him in college. Probably the he was way be- he was way better in fairness than Josh Allen was. This both one hundred percent way but better. I've talked to people. I watch every snap. You did too. I, I've talked to people at Oregon. They're like, he's better in the NFL. Well, you did a spring game, didn't you? A couple years ago, twice. I mean, did they think they had the top number one pick? On their team? Yeah, I mean, I think they thought they had a top 10 quarterback. When he came in as a true freshman and won the job, people thought this could be like, we're looking at a... like. But, a, but was he a highly recruited guy? Uh, Well, it ended really quickly because he got an offer from, from there, Nevada. Huh? And then the next day, Oregon offered. Before Nevada's coaches landed back in Reno, Oregon offered and it was over. Hometown. Kid. Where's Justin Herbert from? Eugene, Oregon? Eugene. So, yeah. <laughs> so they done. had the up. It might have been... he. Is it fair to say if you had put him at Modern Day or De La Salle, he's probably a much highly recruited guy? Yeah, and I think he's from if, a small town. If he gets recruited by Oregon but doesn't accept their offer, and it just becomes a thing, right? Yeah, then that probably becomes a bigger deal. But yeah, when when he came in as a freshman, it was like wait till you see the guy Oregon got a quarterback, and then he started as a true freshman, and it was like wait till he's two three years in. Wait till, he, I mean, remember coming into his senior year where I guess going into his junior year, it was like, is this guy going to be a top 10 pick? And then he ended up coming back to school, right? But that was the conversation before his junior year. I, I, watching him on Monday Night Football and just thinking a lot about Josh Allen over this year, and even last year, you're starting to get glimpses. Like, I think Josh Allen, like, they're going to be proven right, not wrong. Even if he hadn't become kind of what he's becoming. And we're recording this before, I don't know, they play a Tuesday night game. Uh, but, like... I thought a lot about this, like why talented human, you could just even use humans, but definitely athletes that have all the freak talent, but coming out of college or for football and basketball, it's college. Baseball is a different animal. But like most of the reason guys in the NBA or the NFL fail, if they have the requisite talent, it's usually because of intangible stuff. Work ethic, uh, doesn't get a, won't be coached you know, has all the right answers. It's, it's usually not like he didn't have the physical gifts. And I was thinking about like Clay Thompson's a good example. Like why did he become a superstar? Well, because he's six seven, he could really shoot. He was like that in college. Now, obviously he grew into his body. But when I think Clay Thompson, I think a guy that's just, his character and work ethic are off the fucking charts. And everything that they said about Josh Allen and they said about obviously Justin Herbert were just plus, 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 plus. It's like, well, their talent was so good. Like, that's the thing about Sam Darnold. Like, those guys, Justin Herbert is more physically gifted than Sam Darnold. He's faster, or equally as fast. He's faster. He's faster. And his arm is way better. I mean, light years better. So it's like, well, if they're the same character and same work ethic, he's just going to be better. And he's already off to a better, you know, team going. And I, I tweeted this on Monday night. I've thought a lot about this. Like, everyone's like, because sometimes during the draft, right, there's pushback on going with the Thule guy over the guy that's kind of the ready-made guy. Because I think Baker Mayfield was a good example. His numbers and production were off the charts. But there's a chance that if you told Buffalo which one would you want, and I don't know this. Maybe I'll ask Sean one day. Uh, I mean, I guess I don't even know if he'd tell me, maybe off the record or whatever. Like, was Josh Allen the number one quarterback on their board? Because, for example, Justin Herbert was not the number one quarterback. I've heard from solid sources with the Chargers. by by They like two or more, let alone, I'm sure, Joe Burrow. But I think you watch him, you go, you kind of lucked into it. But at the end of the day, like you said, who cares? Like, he's on their team. But I think that people probably overthought Herbert, right? Perfect. Because 
you could put him in the Mariota category where he's kind of quiet. You know, he's super smart, but he's not like some rah-rah guy. But him and Mariota have nothing fucking in common when it comes to actually throwing the football, which is what you're asking him to do, right? And and, and to me, the most number... I, I, this really hammered home watching him play on Monday Night Football. And this is why I'm not going to give up on Jimmy. And I think why guys like... Why Jared Goff and the Dax and those guys are just... they Even if they're going to max out with their ability... Toughness is a really underrated part about playing quarterback. We talk a lot about it with like, you know, is your wide receiver tough enough to go over the middle? Is your running back tough? Is your linebacker tough? I don't think we talk about it enough with quarterbacks. Like, that, say what you want about Drew Brees, his arms, he is not a pussy, right? He, I mean, he's just, he's in there, staying in there. Like, to me, all the top quarterbacks, their toughness is like a plus. Even Big Ben, he's a drama queen, but you would you would never question his ability like to go in the toughest game and just be like you know what I'd want that guy in my no. team yeah no there's no question I I but and I Herbert think, to me is like tough as nails he that is. to me is like but whoa. there's no doubt yeah I but I do think that everything you listed about why people succeed even situation especially when it comes to sports right situation is a big part of that Clay Thompson plays with Steph Curry. Right, that's a big part of that. But I'm just, I'm just looking at him in a vacuum. Well, I understand, I but I'm the saying NBA him in a, a vacuum. Example. A lot of guys fail. Him in a know, vacuum might have been a different player if he'd been drafted by the Orlando Magic. Wouldn't have changed who he was, but we might not. Like part of this is we get to recognize it. It's obvious to recognize. Clay but Thompson on the believe- Magic might have just been a guy that like people tell you like. You, Dude, you should see Clay Thompson. No one has any idea how special this guy is. And be like, yeah. And eventually, he would have got to the right situation and thrive. Like he was. Maybe to me, you hope to to me, I would have bet. And I just would bet on guys, high character grinders that have elite skills. To me, like yeah, the guys but my with point elite is skills, like just having elite skills doesn't guarantee you anything. Right. I'm just saying maybe he would have got to the right situation, but maybe he wouldn't have. Maybe he would have been a free agent in a year where the best situations didn't have a spot for him, or he already was good enough that he was too expensive. Like, you know, I, I there are so many quarterback situations that I just anybody who's ever played in the league, I think, tells you that, right? especially at quarterback, that it just matters where you go. But I think you can watch Herbert pretty quickly and go, I, I think it would have been hard for him to fail no matter where he went. Like, I'm not saying he would have. I mean, guy, he's not. He's having individual success right now. Seven touchdowns the last two weeks. Tom Brady, the you know the game of the week, and then Monday Night Football. Like, he's done it back-to-back weeks against two premium opponents. But, like, they've lost both games. Like, his team might win five games, right? Six games. Because I'd argue they, they played yeah, I'm just saying, last two weeks. All I'm saying is, like, if the Chargers had worked a draft day trade for Sam Darnold and sent that pick to the Jets, it might look it would look different right now, right? But do you agree that if Justin Herbert was on the Jets right now, he would pop more to the eyes than Sam Darnold? Yeah, but that's just, he's, I, I think so. But that's his arm is just his arm and his physicality is just his physicality, right? But that doesn't well, that, mean, that, like you said with Drew. But that's the point of Drew. this whole, I, I think, I right, think that's but, the crazy part. Like he was a third quarterback. Like his physicality is like, could be all-time great. For sure. I'm just saying when we compare him to Burrow, like we'll see. I'm just saying in three years, we might look back and we go, God, remember what we thought of Burrow? But his team just never gave him the opportunity to be maybe what he can be. I don't know. And maybe Herbert would have popped, but it would have never, if eventually it was like, well, the losses keep piling up and he doesn't have any good receivers. And he's got, what, you know, is Sam Darnold going to be on another coach? I agree agree there. There are things out of most humans, this works for athletes and just even this, the over universal example, things out of your control. And definitely at quarterback and as an athlete, 
Because you can't like just quit Thompson your job can. and move to another yeah. state and take another exactly. job. You are stuck with the Bengals, and you are stuck with their talent acquisition, their coaching, right? There are things 100%. But I think it's pretty clear already, like, we're going to put that on the Bengals moving forward. Like, we watch Burrow. Yeah. And, and they might and be same okay. with Herbert. Like, Herbert's not some perfect player, right? He's played three or four games, and he's got stuff to work on. But I think it's immediately clear, like, this one's on the Chargers. Get him the right coach. Right. Get him a better offensive line. Like, this guy... you. I just started thinking on Monday Night Football how many coaches worth their salt at the offensive side of the ball, like just Andy, Sean, Josh, Kyle, McVay, that like they would want a guy like that to work with, right? Again, high character, smart, fucking can learn. Just needs to tweak, needs to learn, but he's he wants to do that, right? Yeah. He'll if you need him to be there early or late, like that's that's everything you want. And I think most quarterbacks, for example, who have truly failed like Jamarcus types, you know, the Christian Hackenbergs, whatever. It's because, like, they were kind of lazy. I think most elite talents that fail, it's because of laziness. Hackenberg was lazy? I just thought he wasn't good enough. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he was, the, the character stuff wasn't, not not bad. Not, like, Jamarcus was the high end of that. But I, you can't improve. It's There's never been an easier time than being able to improve. I think we're learning that. And I think that's an example where, the accuracy stuff, which was fair. You always said this about Herbert. Honestly, I noticed it way more with Mariota, but Herbert missed some easy throws. But Josh Allen missed a shitload of easy throws. I think it's pretty clear with the way the game is. You because ne- you don't go to practice you're like, well, we only had twenty reps throwing the ball. Like you never stop right. passing. You get the ball forty-two now. throws. Yeah, it's like you just pass, pass, pass. It'd be like if you want to get better at golf and you just bang balls all day. It's basically what you do at quarterback. Now you just throw and throw and throw in the offseason. Throw and throw and throw. That if you're a grinder, you're just going to improve. You may never be. I'm not saying you become like Drew Brees or Tom Brady. But I just think that if Herbert is all these things that we think he is and everything that everyone has told us about him, right? Right? All the check, all the checks, all the boxes, as Trent Baalke once said. I don't see how he doesn't dramatically improve over the next several years, guy. Yeah. And become like an upper echelon quarterback. Because just we all and anyone watching or listening to this knows like it's it's pretty clear when you see a special talent. Even if it doesn't, he does some flaw, flawed shit. But that, to me, just the last two weeks have been like, holy. Yeah, you could, I don't blame them for running the football up seventeen against the Saints. But you could argue if they just kept throwing, that would have given them a better chance to win the game because that was working, right? Yeah. Well, that's the analytical push. Like you know, you just you their play to win the game mantra is like you just got to you're keep playing to lose. You're working. saying you're playing to lose if you stop scoring. Yeah. But even I, I went back at the at the end of that game when they like ran a draw. At the last drive, and they had to use a timeout. It's like, well, if you just stay aggressive, like you, you you'll be closer. And then, uh, uh, the honey, the money badger doesn't you know, that kick is forty yards instead of fifty. But that's to me like big picture for Justin Herbert, the coach guy. Like to me, you need to get him a top flight offensive head coach because if you ha- if I tell you he gets the next Sean McVay, the next Kyle, Sean Payton. You know, like to your argument about quarterbacks, you talk to people in the league that will, will argue this till they're blue in the face, and they're not wrong. But if if Justin Herbert, like, is Drew Brees Drew Brees if him and Sean Payton don't link up? No. in 06, right? No. And and if Drew and if Sean Payton doesn't get Drew Brees, he probably doesn't become Sean Payton. Yeah. So I mean, Justin Herbert, if he gets his next right, whoever that is, his, ugh, I don't know who that say you know, say, Brian a, Dayball, say a name. Uh, I was thinking Joe Brady. Joe Brady. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like it. Yeah. But if if you hire Joe Brady or Eric Bieniemy and it's 
and it turns out like, oh my God, that was actually Freddie Kitchens, or he, it, it could derail his career, <laughs> yeah, right? True. Well, I don't think there's a better time to be a rookie quarterback in the NFL. I don't think there's been a better year in the history of the sport than 2020. You might say, well, you got no camp. It's weird. Offense is more than ever set up for you to step into the league and thrive. And the other part of it is you go on the road and you can hear your coach in your helmet. Justin Herbert can go to the Superdome, set a Monday night football rookie record for passing touchdowns. And guess what? Every play call that came into his helmet, he could hear. There wasn't a crowd. Now, maybe you'd say, no, Herbert, he would have done the same thing if the Superdome was packed. Maybe. But I think one thing we've established in the history of sports, home field advantage matters, largely because crowds matter. John, I think it would be a wasted opportunity if Tua Tonga Vailoa doesn't step on the field for the Miami Dolphins this year because, you know, they're chasing uh, AFC wildcard spot. And I don't blame them. Fitz looks, they just blew out the 49ers. They look good. But I think the worst thing they can be is good enough not to play Tua because I, I think this is the perfect year for a rookie quarterback to play. Well, I know you get this question all the time, and I get a bunch of people like, how do I get into sports media? How do I start a podcast? How do I get? I'm like, well, there's never been an easier time. There's YouTube. There's just start your own podcast. There's Instagram. Just start doing shit. Put your takes up there. Just start doing it. Think about all the reps you had growing up. You had to like, luckily Davis High built this ability for you to call a football game in high school, which was probably ahead of the curve like in the early 2000s. Davis Community Television gets a lot of the credit, but Davis High was okay. a partner. <laughs> it's mu- but in, in 1992, that wouldn't even have been an option. In 2020, there's never been an easier landing spot for people that want to talk or do anything creative, just creative in general. You showed me this deal of like the Scooter Magruder, this chick version that ESPN hired. You can just get famous on fucking TikTok. The dude with the uh, with the feathers in his head, with the grape juice. I yeah, mean, boom, he's got a car. He's got famous. One TikTok, you know? It's just there's never been more options. Just start doing stuff. Eventually, something's probably going to pop if you're talented enough. I told you the moment that with the Tyrod Taylor thing, I just think I was in my philosophy in general, definitely these last couple years, it's been like, well, offense has never been easier to play. They can't hit the quarterback. They can't hit the wide receivers over the middle. Every single one of these coaches now, every single one of these offensive coaches are studying the college game. Like they are studying it, not running like, Mike Leach humbled a little bit against how many points did you say he scored uh, against two. Kentucky? Those are not <laughs> offensive points. They don't let you score a two point conversion without a touchdown. Uh, did uh, KJ Costello have a good game? Four picks got benched. <laughs> okay, so it did not go well. I, they're not running like just the air rate, but they run the college concepts right, and they integrate it into their system. So the, the, it used to be when we were growing up, the reason they said it takes time is because the offense was dramatically different. And I saw it when I lived with you at Fresno State as it shifted, right? Half the teams were running like spread concepts, but a small percentage of people still ran the pro-style offense because everyone in the NFL ran the pro-style offense. And I remember being at Fresno State. That's why the football fucking people in the NFL love Pat Hill. He ran their offense. Think how antiquated that, like, it, at the time, it was it was true. In 2020, no one talks like that, Right. What once we USC just, you and I, USC was the last one. It was like I don't know. We've always been a pro style offense, <laughs> and then they did it. And now they love it. I mean, Bama. Remember when they kind of made the shift? They're like, fuck it. And now it's like, what are they? Are they wide receiver? You right? Because you, you mentioned that guy Menchie the other Menchie, day, John like, Menchie the third. Yeah, I didn't even know that much about him. And then I'm watching him against Lane. I'm like, I kind of like this guy. I, if you said, is that guy getting drafted in the top fifty when it's all said and done in a couple years? Right? I think he's a true freshman. Like he's just he is. 
because this it's never been easier to play offense. It's never been more difficult to play defense. So Tua, like Herbert, like Burrow, want to check some boxes, can handle any offense because he ran a bunch of different stuff at Alabama. It's clearly really smart. And the thing he always got credit for is like, you know, if, like Burrow, he could go through all the progression, something Herbert couldn't do. He'd go one, two, three, and like, he has all that stuff. And if you want to tell me he's injured, that's fine. I can listen to you. But they dress him on game day. My problem, though, is just comparing him to Herbert. And this isn't fair because he has not played an NFL snap. You couldn't watch the Monday night game, or really the last two games with Herbert, and close your eyes and envision Tua being that good in the NFL. I, I can't. I don't know about it. It's you. hard. I mean, it's because he's not really an evasive runner, right? He's not going to run away from NFL defensive ends. Well, he's getting caught in college. Well, that's, yeah, that's how he got hurt, right? But, but I, but I just think there is the problem for the now. They're two and three, so not, it's not like they're great, but they just scored forty three points on the 49ers. They've, you know, they got the Jets this week, so they're probably going to be a three and three football team because I think the Jets are the worst team in at yeah, least the last an, decade. They're an, the Miami Dolphins are an eight point favorite in All right, the middle well, of October. That's what you. And need honestly, to know. I kind of, I kind of like the eight points. Well, the problem here is like, what are they? Are they ahead of schedule? In that, now I'm not saying in, they're winning is ahead of schedule, but the two they just paid two corners, right? They've got ninety plus million dollars in in Byron Jones and Xavier Howard, and they used the first round pick on another corner after they they had three first rounders. Remember, so they took Tua, they took Austin Jackson, and then they took the corner out of Auburn. Yeah, um, no team has more picks. Jesus Christ, I, I, it's incredible. But that means like they want to win soon. Right, you spend ninety three million dollars on corners. Like it's not uh, we're building for the next three years. It's like now, now is the time. Let's go. What do you think they're What do you think they're going to do this offseason? Right, probably draft wide receivers. Well, so get Tua ready to hit the ground running next year. Let it because next year he's going to guess who he plays next year. Well, the Patriots twice, the Bills twice. Right, yeah. teams that it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if he saw them without crowds on the road. Uh, well, actually, they they already played New England on the road, so that chance is gone. But. I just think it's the perfect opportunity to get on the field to play, to not have I, the crowd is just a whole element that that's a major factor in football games that is just not a factor this year. Well, listen, I, I, you could convince me to not start them right off the bat, coming off a major injury, even though I think you, even you'd have to agree it's a little weird if you're going to make him the backup quarterback. It is, that means yep. at any moment he could go I in. I agree. So you are clearly admitting you're not scared for his health because. You have him activated on game day, and he's just how many? We've already seen countless quarterbacks go down. Like he's just one snap away. And then two, like that's water under the bridge. We are where we are right now. I I think anything less than probably eight starts in a year where you know you're not going to make the playoffs. You got all these picks. You're going to come back next year. I think with a lot of hype, right? You're you're the Texans pick. You're going to have two picks probably in the top fifteen. You have their second round picks, so you're going to have two high second round picks. You're going to be like, oh, damn, you see that they got Waddle, they got some sweet running back, they got a badass tight end, and they got a badass linebacker. We'll go with all those corners, and Austin Jackson's going to be a year now, Tua. I, I think that would be like a sexy kind of could this team make the playoffs if Tua was really good in those games or just looks functional. But a huge part of being functional, like think of the hype going on Justin Herbert in 2021. Just yeah, based on and, some of these plays. Right. And not just hype, like the real experience, the value substance. of the experience. Yeah. The subs the the real experience that he's gotten. Because here, and, what I, and I think there's gonna be an elephant in the room with these two guys. Like you just compared to your class, right? Yeah. Fair or well, not. No doubt. 
no doubt. And they and not to Burrow for them, right? Because they they had no chance to draft Burrow. But he is going to be compared to Herbert because they they went back to back picks. There's no yeah, but like at the end of the day, if he's good enough, like the Texans, we don't walk around going could have had Mahomes. It's like yeah, you could have, but whatever. Right, if he's good, but enough. he, but Deshaun Watson's a Pro Bowler. Right, that's like, what I'm saying. Good. That's, that's <laughs> my point, though. It's like if Herbert's great, if two is really good too, then that's fine. But let's yeah. give him the best chance to be really good. You are not giving him the best chance in 2021 to be really good if you don't play him in 2020 when he's playing when there's nobody in the stands. Like to me, if if you said gun to my head. Had to put money on it. Do you think he gets like over under? Like I, I think it kind of feels like they want to get him just like a couple starts, not like eight or ten. Yeah, it feels it feel like they like want to just give him. A, I like don't a throw away team for wanting to win football games, but it feels like they want to win football games. And Fitzpatrick is clearly an NFL starter. Why well, don't blame him after if they had consistently looked kind of like not even that good against the Niners, but like better than they have looked? I would kind of agree. But to me, they're going to be three and three, and they're just going to go. God, we're just being a competitive team. Yep. Every win they get is pushing Tua down the line. I know, and I don't think that's good long term for the Dolphins. No. Well, to me, you just he he has to play this year, guy. To me, he has to play this year, or you're doing him a huge disservice. Yep. I agree. MyBookie.ag promo code ham number one. MyBookie.ag promo code ham one. That's how you get involved in MyBookie.ag. Well, we're going to have to pick another lock of the week, John. MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM1. Well, I've got a couple th- things circled, guy. We got football. Saturday, got a couple good college football games. Obviously, Sunday. Already kind of like the Bears, two and a half, Carolina. Already feels like the Panthers a little overvalued. Uh, the CJ Cup, a little golf tournament, no-cut event. Uh, you know, Matt Wolf, you know, the guy, Funky Swing, top 10, pays out like plus 185. They have a ton of props. Obviously, football props, golf props. You can bet matchups. I love gambling golf. Uh, MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM1. We got AL and NLCS going on right now. Mm. Dodgers pitching staff's falling falling apart at the seams. Uh, MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM1. You can gamble on literally everything. Just check it out. That's where you and I gamble. It's where I know a lot of our listeners gamble, and I can't recommend it enough. It's it's easy. I did a payout. First time I've won in a long time, a couple weeks ago, and had money direct deposited to me in like five business days. Uh, don't forget, if you accept the bonus with the promo code, you do have to eventually bet the bonus before you can withdraw the money. You can also decline the bonus if you so choose. Either way, though, you use the promo code. Let them know we sent you. We appreciate that. Could I talk you into a lock of the week of a golf bet? I don't think you could, but give it a shot. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that on Friday. Probably. Okay. All right. Well, we've had a lot of Niner injuries, like Nick Bosa. The second he got hurt, we knew he was done for the year. Then there was Debo Samuel, who got hurt and actually came back. I wouldn't call it ahead of schedule, but right on schedule. And then there's Richard Sherman, John, who had a setback, according to the Niners, quote-unquote. Uh, that's what Kyle Shanahan said on his calf injury. And um, that's bad news, given that yeah. the number one topic about the 49ers after the Dolphins game was their cornerback play. And Kyle also kind of reiterated when you had a setback on a calf, which – is it fair to say Sherman's injury was kind of innocuous to begin with because we didn't see him limping around or whatever when he went out, whatever we was. We didn't really see two. him go out. The game just ended, and then after the game, it turned out Richard Sherman was hurt. Yeah, and we, and remember, we didn't find that out till like on a Wednesday of the following week because he didn't mention it after the game. He didn't mention it on Monday. He just went randomly. It, I think it was a Tuesday. He just randomly went on the three-week IR, which, by the way, I'm 
Can we just implement the three-week IR? Yeah. It's kind of... Let's well, implement well, the one-week IR. I don't care. Yeah. Well, who cares? <laughs> yeah, just let the players come back when they're healthy. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, isn't that good for the sport? Uh, this is a major problem, guy. Did you see Mayoko's rant? I saw it on Instagram. Someone forwarded it to me. He had a good point, and I made, it made me kind of rethink. And I, I have to go back to our exact words on Brian Allen. But Mayoko's point was... Just just going after Brian Allen and crushing Brian Allen is somewhat unfair. Brian Allen is Brian Allen. A lifetime practice squatter. Up until that game, had never played a snap. You get the point of coaches and front offices is you're putting these guys in positions to succeed. Like, that's on the coaching staff for putting that individual out. That is their move on Sunday, the Brian Allen all-time debacle. I mean, I've been watching the 49ers since I was a little kid. They've had, obviously, awful teams and stuff. But given a good team in a weird position of some injuries, that's one of the most bizarre, embarrassing things I've ever seen. Like To me, that go that goes on Robert. And it goes on Kyle, like, after the first series, not a get him out of the game. Or Robert, give yeah, him a del- like, give him me, help. That, it's on the... I, Mayoko's 100%. Overall point could not was, agree more. It's on the... Blame Robert Sala. Blame Kyle Shanahan. Stop blaming Brian Allen. He stinks. That's not his fault. Right. right. When when Marcus Williams misplays the Stefan Diggs deep ball, that's on him. Yeah. When Brian Allen plays the way that and you know you're absolutely Did you right. know he and was I, a Utah guy? I did know that, yeah. 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 But I it's it's not just that he got beat badly, it's that they allowed it to happen repeatedly. Do you remember him in college? Not really. Yeah, so he wasn't like a Jalen Johnson or a Marcus Williams, like where he was I don't a playmaker. Think, I don't think yeah. so. But I don't feel like he was because I never. He was a fifth round draft pick once upon a time. But the overall point is, it's a good point by Matt. Yep. Yeah, that it's just we gotta we gotta point our anger at this guy who stinks, but he shouldn't be on the field. That's on the. But I would staff. say like, I think when we talked about our anger, anger, our criticism was not I had for him. I had, being had, him. Had, I had money on the game. Fuck, I was pissed. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying, like, we weren't angry no, at Brian I, I know, Allen. How dare If I see Brian Allen in the street, like, it's... <laughs> no, I, I know, but I think the point about. is, his point was over... Like, that wasn't it. That was as embarrassing of a moment for the coaching staff as you're going to see. And part of it was like, well, as much as it sucked, you're just like, well, Sherman's coming back, right? Sherman's coming back. Sherman's coming back. Now, Sherman's not back. And that's a huge blow, guy. I mean, you're, we'll get into the Rams, but they are... They are very prolific throwing the football. I just don't see when you think the Miami Dolphins, you think the Rams, you go, who would you rather play if you're down some corners? You just go the Dolphins. So how what the fuck are they gonna do? Like obviously Brian Allen, I I don't know if he's been officially cut yet. He won't play. Like you can't play him. If they do, then I just I mean I'll I'll start selling. No, it's, it's a non I, they they signed somebody off of uh what's the guy's name off I think Tampa's but practice I, squad. I haven't read that Brian Allen has been relieved of his duties yet, but we'll keep an eye on that. Uh overall though, him not coming back in this game is a major issue. Like I I was thinking like do we pivot cuz everyone's probably going to hammer the Rams this week, right? From a gambling standpoint. Cuz that I don't blame anyone. Like, wait, they're only three and a half point favorites? Cuz I honestly, when you go what should the Rams be favored? To me it should be like 6 or 7. If we're just basing it on recent play Right, if you're basing on like history and all, wh- wh- why does any of that matter? Just based on recent play, the last couple weeks, clearly when the Rams try, they're really good. When the Niners have been trying and they can't really get it going the last couple weeks, and their quarterback is a major question mark. You could argue three and a half. I don't know where you stand. Feels kind of low to me. Feels really low, John. Uh, uh, and sorry, just to clean up because it's been 
uh, happening uh, as we're recording the podcast. Uh, Parnell, I think it's Motley, who was an undrafted free agent out of Oklahoma, is who the Niners uh, signed off the Bucks practice squad. That's where I'd want my DBs to come from, Oklahoma. They'd cover pretty well. I mean, it's just, what are we doing? Well, I mean, I, I whatever. Your, I mean, your to options me, it's just limited. your I, options are limited. No, he, I, don't, I, I, I would don't, rather I'm have a big, a big school guy who's a rookie than than a guy who's got a body of work, right? And it's just has never, just hasn't really gotten a sh- got a shot, and then never got another shot. Like who knows? Yeah. I just, I'd rather have an unknown than yeah. a known. Well, you can't go back to that well, so you got to go to a new well. That's <laughs> what you got to do. Uh, and who knows? Pickings you know, are slim part, at this point. But part of this, good. like I I've seen that in the NFL, like. You just keep churning. What do all the analytical guys do in baseball? You just churn. I if this guy sucks, sign a next a new guy next week from the your top part of. I've been a pro scout. You have list lifted or listed. This year is a little unique. Typically, what you do the first two or three weeks of the season, you watch every single practice squad player that you haven't maybe got eyes on. Like once you have the practice squad list and you rank every position, so you go. Well, when you have a right tackle that goes down, who's the best right tackle on the practice squad? When you need corners, who's the best? Who's your number one rated practice squad corner? And I hope, I mean, this is their guy, and then you go sign him. And this is what you, and if this guy sucks, you cut him and you sign the next guy. Now, it gets a little more difficult because I think this year, because of the COVID rules, you can designate several, I think, two or three practice squad guys to not be lifted. So they're probably, it's probably not as seamless as I'm making it out to be. Like your top guy might be protected. I would imagine if a dude you thought was really good or like, let's say a team, I'm just going to use, I'm just going to make this up. Uh, The Houston Texans had drafted a guy in the fourth round that was a corner that you really liked, but cut him after training camp and put him on the practice squad. You might want to go there and they've 100% protected that guy, right? Or whatever. So that's where the complications come in. And that's where I... And we said with the Brian Allen situation, it's not unheard of to see these random guys playing in NFL games. Like it's, it happens in sports with injuries. To me, what was crazy is the, I'm not going to beat a dead horse, but was just leaving him in there. And that's why to me, you just, you just keep every week, you just turn it. But if this guy like is forced to play this week because of Richard Sherman's calf, which is pretty concerning, right? He's a free agent. He's an older guy. I mean, it's not ideal for Richard who was in a contract year and been, it was an all pro last year and, you know, I, I was texting people with the Niners, like, what are you guys going to do? And I'm like, yeah, it's kind of a complicated situation because you're not going to franchise a 32-year-old. Right. But it's like he's not – you just watch the NFL, like how many teams could use a healthy Richard Sherman? A shitload. But now he's not healthy. Like, he, it kind of makes him kind of in a weird, murky water. Like, clearly he's going to get money next year, but, like, is he getting $10 million a year? Or is he getting, like, does someone give him a non-guaranteed, like – I, I think that's a hard question to answer until we see what he – Yeah, yeah. When does he come back? How good does he look when he comes back? We know this. When he's healthy, he's their best cornerback by far. Yeah. And they need well, he, him more today than they needed him week one, just based on the injuries on their defense, just the injuries to Nick Bosa and Solomon they Thomas. Play, they play the, but they play the Patriots next week, right? They go Rams-Patriots? Uh, uh, Yes. Rams, Patriots, Seattle, I think, or some order like I, I just thought knew it was Patriots after Rams. Yeah, I, I just know this: you don't need like you could get not with Brian Allen, but like when I think the Patriots. Now, granted, we haven't they've been on the Corona. Then Green games. Bay. Well, you need you need Richard Sherman against when I think the Rams and Green Bay. I think Richard Sherman. When I think the Patriots, like you could get by with just some Emmanuel Mosley types. When you think Seattle, you think. That too. I mean, it's New England, well, I, Seattle, Green Bay, New Orleans. 
And Michael Thomas, if he's not beating up people, will be back. This is just not the week. I, I, I just looking, I mean, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods are on pace for both of them to be over 100 catches. So it's just like. Well, did you see Mike? Now, people were giving him a hard time, but Mike Silver is out there making a Jared Goff for MVP campaign. I think it's Mike. Now, I, I'm not buying it. I don't think most people are. Cal loves Cal. But the guy's he's biased. Yeah, no, my point is, so what? Like that's over the top, but it doesn't change the fact that Jared is having a really good year. I mean, John, he's seventy-two percent completion right now. Has he thrown a pick? Yeah, he's thrown three. Okay, but he only has eight touchdowns, right? Right, nine. Yeah, I would expect honestly for him that through four games, I thought you were going to say that number to rise (laughs) against. (laughs) uh, Yeah, I expect that number to rise (laughs) against the teams they've played too. Like you know, in retrospect, how was how was Dallas? Rams 2017 and not 42-40. Maybe if that game had been played last week, it would have been that. Was um, that week one? Yeah. Remember the Rams I mean, kind of escaped? And... I think that's part of it. If you said they had played last week, I mean, is he throwing five touchdowns against them? I mean, Daniel Jones had like his best game of his career against them, right? Like it's just... I, I, You're talking about against the Cowboys? Yes, yeah. against the Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just don't... I don't like the matchup with these random guys against the Rams for the Niners. Like, to me, the headline of Richard Sherman is had a setback. Big picture, it's devastating. But just in the immediate future, which is Sunday night, it's a major fucking blow, right? Like, it, it, they've proven, like, their pass rush, not getting home as much, but it's still, like, frisky. Their uh, Fred Warner and their linebackers are good enough. They're, they're DBs right now, and their corners are, her, like, low-level NFL. Like, I mean, bottom two or three. Like, you just watch, like, Dallas, Niners. Like, just no one's getting covered anywhere. Jets, right? It just it doesn't get any worse. And to me, when it's, it doesn't get any worse against the Rams, you got major issues. The one thing Richard coming back does, right, is, for, like, Richard just handles the one side, forces them to just go to the other side, meaning then you, in theory, can just cheat to the other side with help. Now it's like, who do you help? I don't know. Yeah, the, the not to we can talk about this too, but the other problem is you're not you're playing Sean McVay, right? You're playing in a stat, a very good creative offensive coach who kind of got his mojo back. Yeah, I you know you and I never sold our Sean McVay stock, but um, you're people talked about somebody, him last year like he won five games. I know you're playing somebody who can exploit you and has now a quarterback who knows what he's doing. Uh, I thought not to make too much of it. But just watching them on hard knocks, the way they interacted, right? It kind of they are they are on the same wavelength, and clearly him and Goff, yeah, yeah. Goff just really gets it. So yeah. he's not he can't I, run, but he's smart. And, and do you know what else it feels like? I think you hear a lot of people that are, I would say, anti Goffers. Kind of like there's, I mean, there's a lot of anti Jimmyers. I think there's a lot of people that are anti Goff. Like he makes how much? He's not really that good. When you watch the hard knocks, you go, listen, unless he's truly faking this, which I don't think he is, I think he really likes Jared. Like, I think he li- I think he feels very comfortable with this guy as his quarterback and thinking he can win every You week. know what like, I think he He gets- thinks he can win NFL football games with this guy as his quarterback in his offense. Uh, yeah. Would Kyle Shanahan like Jared Goff? Because I think he would. Yeah. You know what he likes? I tell him what to do and he gets it. Yeah. He knows. I just feel like all the him. Shanahan offense guys would like Jared Goff. Yeah, I. but I also think that... Well, we can we can move on to this next because I just the point on Sherman is this is critical. I mean, it's yeah, it's bad. It's bad. I th- I don't think the line's high enough. Someone actually now, just as we're doing this podcast, 
Gardner tweeted at us. Early lock of the week, Rams minus three and a half against the Niners. Minshew is betting on the games. Uh, this is Gardner Temkin, oh, okay. not Gardner Minshew. <laughs> uh, these two coaches have played six times, John. Shanahan, is? McVay. 500, right? Three and three? Three and three, yep. Both have been to Super Bowls. Lost. Both yep. have been, like, both are the new generation of uh, young star offensive coaches. McVay really became that first. Niners, worse loss than the Rams, given that they were up late in the, that game. They were just the Super like Bowl low loss. Yeah. yeah, the Niners' loss was definitely more of a gut punch. The Rams' loss was more like, did they we just could have won it because they don't. But it was like, did they three? just, did, did Goff and McVay, did they just get exposed? Right? That's yeah. kind of what. Now, yeah, it has turned point. out McVay, we didn't, you know, we were still in on McVay. But but with Goff, that's definitely kind of what the conversation was. Um. The Rams did not bounce back immediately in a great, like they were good enough the next year, right? We thought they weren't great. Yeah. And the Niners were in the midst of a God, we just hope this is a good enough year for them. And here we are, two of the NFL's young star coaches. It's Sunday night football. Don't let that fact escape you either. Well, it was, I think we looked at it two weeks ago and went, well, if they can just get by the Eagles, they'll beat the Dolphins. There'll be two four and one teams. Yeah. The Niners went, hold up. We're going to lose these next two games. And uh, make you guys to talk about it's really angry, and have a little, a lot less juice going into this game, and we're going to be an underdog. Three and three record. I I was looking through just the some of the scores today, little skewed, right? Because remember Jimmy when he came, he beat him the week seventeen. They re- they had like the number one or number three seed locked up. They played Sean Mannion in that week seventeen game in two thousand eighteen. But I, I think we saw last year the Niners beat him twice when McVay was really good. Well, that was, that, two was years that the ago. game they like won for Marquise Goodwin? Yeah, and threw him a touchdown. And then two years ago when they went to this, both times that the Niners and Rams went to the Super Bowl, they both swept. So I think we've seen both teams being really good, and they beat the shit out of the other. And last year, didn't, the Niners didn't beat the shit out of them. Had a tight second game. Remember, handled them pretty good early in the season in L.A. Went down there and just kind of shoved them around. I was like, yeah. damn. And uh, really the first meeting when the Niners were bad and it was a shootout on Thursday night football. Yes. Thursday night football is like week four. That was a special game. And everyone's like, damn, this is going to be pretty cool. And then Hoyer, that Hoyer peaked. And I I think it's been all downhill since fair to say, Uh, not in his bank account before his actual playing ability. (laughs) Uh, I find this matchup when we came into the season, I was like, hell yeah. The Seattle Niner matchups back on. Thank you guys last year. But we're also going to get McVay and Kyle. And now it feels like it's the Rams should kind of kill the Niners. And I honestly, I don't have a lot of faith that the Niners are going to play them well. I also, though, just the way football works, great coaches. And this is where we anointed Kyle Shanahan. Like this would be one of those games. See, you can't count them out yet. Right? You just, you come back, you get this win. You immediately kind of forget about the last couple weeks. We, just, we talked about Sherman earlier. It's not a great matchup. The Rams guy are averaging the highest yards per completion in the league at nine yards. You know, that, that stat that, that uh, Derek always gets shit on, Jared's at nine. Wow. They have multiple wide receivers in Cup and, and Robert Woods. I don't know about you, but I play one or two of them, every, uh, one of the two of them every week in draft I've games. played Cup a lot. You're, you, are, you like Woods because you liked him coming out of college. Yeah. Uh, but I, I played Cooper too. Like I play, but one or two of them on any given week, either one of them is going to be a ten catch guy. Like they produce. Higby's come into his own. Their two running backs are playing well. 
I, I was just, I Googled a little bit, like, just kind of the vibe of the Rams. Mm. After the game, Jared Goff said against the Jets, kind of something unique, because we've talked a lot about Kyle Shanahan, right? How he scripts the plays, and then he re-scripts at halftime. And Jared Goff, he wasn't asked in relation to the Niners, but he said, we don't script any plays. And I was like, that's kind of weird. I would have, I bet if we really dove into that, they script the first play, you'd think. It's not like McVeigh goes, yeah, just uh, let's do this. Like, I bet they have the first play, but then they ebb and flow, which actually kind of makes a little sense because it is a lot different if you're second and one or second and 11. Right. right? And also, Kyle, I think even when you script a play, you script plays, but Kyle has even said, like, yeah, we Based on play, different outcomes. But different shit happen. You know, we pick up a first down, we pick up 37 yards on first down. I'm not just calling play number two. But here's why this became a story. Four of their first five first drives this year, they played five games. Mm. Four of them, they scored touchdowns. So, like, the one thing you think, they're starting fast. What right. I think the Niners right now, I think starting slow, <laughs> right? And it's the Dolphins game, you never get going. The Eagles game, at least they kind of got going. If if I tell you right now the Rams are up fourteen nothing, you'd feel like are the Niners going to get blown out, right? Yeah, because the one thing, and I thought I said this going into the Dolphins game, I think the Niners are going to run the ball more in this game than they have all year. It didn't happen, even though when they ran the football, they were really they were fantastic at running the. Kyle football. Kyle said on Monday that was the game plan. Well, they just it's hard when you fucking fall behind. I understand, but I I I, I would have continued to do it in the first half when they fell behind and throwing the football got them into even more trouble because they tried to force plays that weren't there. The Niners are number three in the NFL in first half rushing yards. So you're right. Being down 14 to nothing is not. Even though they can be explosive and they can score a lot of points, Those I bet if we look back at their 43-point, 40-plus point performances, they're prob- they are running the shit out of the ball. In those can games, I give right? you a Kyle quote from Monday? Please. We're throwing the ball too much. Well, yeah, I agree. <laughs> you know? Stop. <laughs> well, I, but easier, it, it, I, just, you, I mean, you, I, you do agree, though, a game does dictate a little 100%. bit. 100 like percent. And there were it, and there was one sequence right where I think Mostert gets like 11 yards on first down. And I don't remember what happened on second down, but then they get like a Jimmy just chased and sacked on second. Now it's third and 19 or whatever. It's just. I get it. It's not easy. But clearly, that is the recipe for them. Right? They cannot be down 14 to nothing in this game. They got to get the ball first. They've got to take seven minutes. They got to get down the field. They got to score. It would be it would be really cool if they could have a close game. And to me, I put more of the onus on the Niners because clearly the Rams are much healthier and much are playing at a much higher level. Like if this if I tell you this is a tie game going to the fourth quarter. I mean, obviously, I think anyone associated with the Niners would take that right now in a heartbeat. If you're the Rams, you're like, oh, I don't know if I'd take that right now, right? No, you would. Like, I don't think you would not take that if you're the Rams. If you're the Niners, you would sign up for that immediately. Jed York would put a million dollars in escrow account for that right now. And But I think part of like what made the Seattle Niner games cool last year is they were both fucking sweet, and it kind of was like, oh, it's back. Kind of what I would imagine the Steelers and Ravens are going to be like this year. It's like, oh, rivalry's a little back. Yeah. This rivalry hasn't really started because they've never meshed at the same time. And I thought for the first time this year it was going to happen, and now I don't feel as good. The offensive line guy has been atrocious. Aaron Donald leads the league in sacks. You know how many he had I, last week? I think he had four. That's correct. So it's <laughs> Do you know how many Troy Reader had last week? How many? Well, Three. they had seven as a team. I would say that Aaron Donald against the Niners offensive line right now is a huge mismatch for the Rams. 
right? Like they feel good about that that matchup. And the Niners, the the cocaine offensive line coach. Now I'm not saying he's a user. He used once and got caught, and now he's their Chris Forrester, their offensive line coach. Which listen, I, I always heard he was a great offensive line coach. That's why everyone's like, oh, he got caught. He'll 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 battle back. He's a great offensive line coach. And the Niners remember gave him a shot a couple years ago, and now he's the guy. Which okay, I, listen, I'm not I'm not one to throw stones at a glass house here. Not saying I'm a user or anything, but I, I don't care whatever you do. But I, I don't use cocaine for the record. But mm-hmm. my point is that like it, right now their offensive line like is a disaster. Is it not? When I watch the and this when is I watch not the, Niners, the defensive line you want to play if you're a disaster. Well, it's just not the player. Like they'll just this guy will kick the shit out of him. Remember, I think it was uh, Joe Staley had broke his leg last year against uh, the Bengals. Remember, he like limped off, and it turned out he broke a femur or something. You're like, mm. God damn. I think school, or the guy starts the next game. And the next game, I think it was against the Rams. And they handled the Rams that game, but there was a play where they're just like, and they're smart, they just put Aaron Donald over the left tackle, like a defensive end. And he dominated him, led to a Jimmy sack. And it's like, wherever the weaknesses are, and they're kind of all over the place right now, I would imagine he's not just he's going to be lining up all over. Uh, McGlinchey, you want you want some? I'll come to you for the next drive, right? Okay, uh, you know Garland, here I come, buddy. <laughs> like I just, Why does it feel like they never show the sideline in the fourth quarter of a Rams game? And it's like, well, there's Aaron Donald. He's getting a rest, but he'll be on the field third down. You know, like they did Joey Bosa on Monday Night Football. It just, happened. It happens to Khalil Mack too. I, just, I do think maybe. I don't know. Does he not get tired? He's maybe it abs. happens. It might happen. I'll watch for it this week. But I think the reverse is going to happen too, where the Rams. You know, they're number one. They had this in their game notes. They are the number one off. They've scored the most points in no huddle situations in the NFL in the last three plus years, the last four seasons. Well, I feel like the Niners defense right now, if you're going really fast against them, you have a huge ex- uh, advantage. I know. That's Pretty a terror. That to me is, I, I expect. I think the matchups on paper, like the to me, the move, the bet is the Niners just because everyone's going to go to the Rams. If you just think like just that's, simp- that's, that's simplistic. Right. That's what Warren Buffett would do. I just feel like everything you read on paper, you go, listen, I'm, I'm all for pivoting, hanging a left when everyone's hanging a right. This one's a harder left to hang. Sometimes you just you go through and go, wait, do I think this because this is what everyone thinks, or do I think this because of seven different reasons that say I should think this? Now, you know, George Kitt- is George Kittle going to have 12 for two, 210 and two touchdowns? Well, they're going to need that guy. <laughs> I mean, you know, is Raheem Mostert going to run for He does look good. He did look good. Not 220, I, I, 120? Yeah, I, I, I go for like 85. <laughs> you know, Just control the clock. He's seven bit. yards a carry right now. I think he looks fantastic. I mean, he's you just watch the NFL. You just go, when he's coming downhill, how many running backs in the league look faster? Than well, you know what I would say? You just, you, just thinking about this because you brought this up the other day. Whose immediate burst is better? It's other than Tyreek Hills. Like, he touched the football, at, turns a corner, Kam- gone. Kam- Kamara's pretty fast. Kamara, yeah, you know Kamara too. <laughs> I say he Alvin really jumps out. I'd say he's the opposite. He's a he's, he's a available. <laughs> he is? Oh yeah, for trade. That's what Manish says. Yeah, hey Manish, nobody nobody wants him. Gase package deal. Gase <laughs> and Le'Veon for seven offensive linemen. Overall take though on this game from the Niners perspective, if you win, like everyone's shitting on, you do get a lot of credit right back. Right? This will be a huge credit game for Shanahan. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It would be. And for McVay, it's one of those like, it's a swagger game, right? You walk out of there with a 38, you walk out of there, do what the Dolphins just did. That's a, we are equals. And by the way, 
we're equals in narrative, but I have my winning percentage is significant. My, I've got 37. I'm 30. He'd be 38 and 16. Kyle's 25 and 28. We love Kyle, but yeah, like McVeigh would go, look at the resumes. What are we talking about here? Now he gets it. Like, I think he gets that Kyle, he and Kyle are viewed in the same realm at different but points of, in time. Of, they haven't been there together. But of all the outcomes, the Niners looking like the Dolphins against the against the Rams would be – do you even think that's feasible? Uh, no. Why? No. Yeah. I mean, I guess anything. Goff throws three picks, but who's picking them off? Yeah. Uh, Brian Allen's cousin? I bet it's – I mean, the, the Niners might call his cousin. Just <laughs> We're, we're a week away. <laughs> Hey, uh, Drizzly, D-R-I-Z-L-Y, right? One Z, the Drizzly app. I got it. Yep. You got it. Sign up the Drizzly app. Get your alcohol delivered to you. Uh, whatever you need, whenever you need it. Very easy. Use the promo code HAM. Get 10 bucks off your order. It's, I mean, yep. you order everything else. Easy, easy guy. D-R-I-Z-L-Y. If you're drinking with your buddies, you're drinking with your family, the holidays are right around the corner, you're, gonna, you're like, I don't, I, everyone's intoxicated here, can't go to the liquor store. I, you know, I'm watching, uh, watching the Alabama game, I'm watching the Niner game, I just want to get some beer delivered. That's where Drizzly comes in there. Connect it with BevMo. Use our promo code HAM. It's easy. Download the app. One Z. Think Grizzly, but type a D and then remove a Z. Grizzly's one Z? Uh, Grizzly Bears? No, Grizz. No. Oh, you yeah, said gr- remove a Z. Gotcha. Yeah, remove a Z. So you got two Zs, remove a Z. So D R I Z L Y. Download the app wherever you live, especially the suburbs. Connected to Bevmo, their big partner. Deliver stuff. You even get some Pringles or some snacks delivered as well. It's easy. Drizzly. Promo code ham. Promo code ham. $10 off. Purchase $30 or more. Obviously, you got to be 21 to get verified, but, you know, we're all 21. Listen. D R I Z L Y. And if you're not. 21 yet yeah tell your friends man this stuff get us on tiktok or tell everybody <laughs> did you see the is that still legal this thing this thing, uh yeah i think it is because uh the the feather dudes drinking cranberry juice uh i feel like he he kept tiktok alive uh did you see the thing that went viral about the mountain lion chasing the guy on a walk no because and the guy realized that he uh had got too close to her cubs but he didn't see the mountain lion and the mountain lion just he backed up for six minutes worth of Instagram footage, and the thing got pretty close a couple times, and like pounced at him, and he's just like, "Back up, back up!" He's and the screaming thing just at the mountain lion, chasing him. yeah. And then, he but he didn't turn his around. back, or he did. Never turned his back, and he was kind of screaming, and he's like ruffling the rocks, and it was crazy. I mean, this thing—I don't think I could sleep at night if that happened to me. I'd be. Oh, I, I, I just think I—I I don't know. Just after you get done with this, just look it up. This guy's ability to like. Not like how I just wouldn't have been able to think straight with the thing looking. And a couple times it kind of pounces. Equanimity. Probably 10 feet away, but God, cross the mountain lion in the, uh, they say the last thing you ever want to do is see them because they're never seen. So if they see it, it's usually a problem. And my this heart, guy had a problem. Utah hiker. Oh my God. Yeah. It, what is this? It's a, it's a long video. No. No. I'm being scary. I'm being. How about John that he fears for his life but keeps rolling the footage? Uh, Why? Well, maybe he was thinking, if I'm gonna go down, I, I gotta leave my last moments. Let my kids sell this on to TMZ. Yeah. Holy. Wow. Yeah. I mean, right. it looked big. It looked big, watching. and it was it was snarling. He that thing has to have like 25 million views. He should put like an ad at the end. 
be smart. <laughs> yeah, here's my SoundCloud. We should uh, maybe we could partner with him. Start promoting him and Haberman wear a T-shirt. He's wear a Haberman in a middle cough hat when he goes on the Today Show. Yeah, put our thumbs up. <laughs> All right, John. Now the wide receiver class of 2020, uh, it could go down as one of the. I don't want to jump the gun here, but one of the highest floor receiver classes. Every guy it feels like is hitting. Rugs. We haven't seen a lot of Jerry Judy. Ceedee Lamb is fifth in the NFL in receiving. Now that's going to change probably with Dak out because Dak, I don't know if you saw, but Dak was like on a historic passing pace. I think he had thrown for more yards through four games than anybody in the history of the NFL by far, like sixty-eight hundred yards or something. Um, Justin Jefferson is top fifteen in receiving. He's off to a great start. Ayuk has clearly flashed. Lavisca Chenault's leading the Jags in receiving. Now they've had some injuries. Or you like you told me DJ Chark got hurt. Uh, Chase Claypool just scored four touchdowns for the Steelers. Higgins had two touchdowns last week against the Eagles or two weeks ago. Like Higgins made some plays. Holy. So, I mean, Brian Edwards, they got hurt, but he looked good. I, we could go on. I'm skipping over you, a few you guys. Mentioned, like, you mentioned Ayuk. I made a couple plays. Uh, I mentioned Ayuk. T. Higgins. Um, I'll be honest. I've not seen a lot of T. Higgins. You can tell me if he's been balling. I just I watched the Eagles Bengal game. He had two touchdowns in that game. All was, right. Well, good start. Like, because you know, we've seen a lot of receivers where you go, it's been seven weeks. Where the hell is this guy? Why? Well, I think it's it's so spread out right now. If I said you have to take one, who would you pick right now, October 13th? It would be a hard decision. Who's the decision and you'd be between? Like, Let's talk about it that way. I'd say probably between CeeDee Lamb and Henry Ruggs. Yeah. I think maybe Vikings fans would say Justin Jefferson deserves to be, but I'm with you. I think it's between those two guys. If I wanted to take like the cop-out answer, I'd go, well, who's on my team, right? If I have like uh, DeAndre Hopkins, I'd want Ruggs to balance them out. If I have, trying to think, if I have Stephon, if I'm like the uh, the Bills and I got Diggs, I'd, I'd want Lamb, right? I'd want a more physical jump ball guy. Yeah. And or if you, Justin Jefferson. And if you told me that Chase Claypool has more touchdowns than any of them in 2021, I'd believe you on that. Did too. you know much about Chase Claypool? Just like, that you he was Notre this Dame? like freak show who could be a tight, like remember it was like, is this guy going to be a tight end at Notre Dame? What is he? Well, he's a, he was smoking their, he smokes Darius Slay on one. Like, geez, Louise, the Steelers, are they the greatest drafting yes. wide receiver team of all time? You oh saw my. that stat that like they haven't drafted a receiver number in the first round and yet they've got. Why would they? Juju and AB and. Yeah, Claypool, Martavius Bryant, and it's just they got the market corner. That Deontay Antonio, I don't. Was he a first rounder? Well, was he their pick? Did they draft him? Uh, I thought he came from the Jets. Yeah, uh, or maybe not. That's a good question. No, he actually they drafted him. He was a first rounder. Okay, so that would be their last guy. And then he eventually went to the Jets. They probably realized like, well, you we don't need to do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Henry Ruggs is. However you want to organize it, he's tier one among NFL rookie receivers, right? When he's healthy, his numbers would be up there. If he, if he plays the rest of the season, his numbers will be up there. Well, here's what I noticed watching Judy. And again, it's a little hard to judge, right? His quarterback situation has been a problem. He's a Marvin Harrison type with questionable hands. Like, I, I feel pretty confident. Because a huge argument was Judy, Rugg, CD, who goes first? And it... We have a small body of work here, but I would rather have Ruggs than, than Judy. And that was a legit discussion. I mean, Raider fans thought they might take Judy. I, I think it's pretty clear, like, Ruggs has a chance to be really special. Now, I, I think in fairness, C.D. Lamb feels like a guy who's just going to be a star. 
like honestly, he kind of looks like Des Bryant in the number, but he's faster. Like he's just a stud. And like you said, the numbers are stupid. Actually, I don't know if the numbers are. Are they going to dip that much with Andy Dalton? I guess time will well, tell. Well, it's tough. I mean, you know, it's he. I think he's is he fifth and Amari sixth in the NFL in receiving. It's going to so be you'd tough. Say it'd, be, to it'd be hard to maintain their level of passing it. And you would say, like, can Rugs? One thing you would imagine, and we'll see, like, as they play the, like, they're going to play two better defenses in the Browns and or the Bucks and the Browns, right? In the next two games, they're not like I, I think a huge. They're going to build a shell around Rugs. To me, they're not like the game plan is going to be. We're not letting this guy beat us deep. Now, and that's where the, that's where Derek can really take over, but this guy. People remember Deshaun's rookie year. It was like, oh, no one really stopped him at when he stayed healthy for the first four or five years. When you're that talented, that fast, and you have that many, his ball skills are fantastic. Like I remember tech, uh, being at an Eagles practice one time and being like, uh, we used to track every single catch in practice to like put up who has the best hands and stuff. We had Jason Avant, who was like uh, just incredible hands, catch balls with one hand. So I'd be like, who has the best hands on the team? To Mike Frazier, who's still with Andy, who's like his number guy. And he's like, it's Deshaun. I mean, he never drops a ball. And it's like, I don't think he, when you think Deshaun Jackson, you just think like, oh, speed. Well, why Deshaun was so special, and even as his career is coming to an end, had a 12-year career as a speed guy, because he was way more than a speed guy. He was an elite wide receiver. And I think watching Ruggs, like that catch he made down yes. the sideline, like, I think Ruggs, he just gets talked about, oh, he's the fastest guy in the draft, right? He's just every year that was that guy, as we talked about on Sunday. It's like, you know, the Hayward base. He's not that guy. Like Deshaun, like, he's a wide receiver. He just happens to run the 4-2, yeah. right? He's not a one-trick pony. He's not a – to me, it's the different – are you a complimentary receiver, speed receiver or are you just maybe a number one receiver? And he just well, might be you, a number one receiver. I think he just again. I mean, we're overreacting a little bit. He's we played are. two and a half games, but I think there's a chance he's number one wide receiver. I would lean he's. If you had to go, John, assuming he stays healthy, number one wide receiver or role player. When I say role player, like two, three, right? Right. I go one. Yeah, he might. Be, I go best one of the best players in the league. Yeah, I, not to try to like keep topping what we think of him, but I I think it's like. <laughs> yeah, well, I how how bad do you want to blow? I think rugs, he's a one point five at worst. He doesn't, He's sweet. He doesn't He's look sweet. like a two to me. Now, maybe he could – doesn't mean he couldn't be on a team where there's another receiver that's better than him, right? But I think what we're talking about is kind of what's going on in Dallas. Well, what's Ty, is Tyreek Hill a one? Technically, I mean, he's yeah, a two on that team because Kelsey's there. Yeah, one. I mean his product. But to me, it's like he's a one it, when you have somebody else who's really good. Is he like A, B level one? Now, that's unfair because Juju was there. But can he be your number – can he? Can you have Tyreek Hill and then like two threes? Can you do that, or would you have to have like a clear number two? Don't they, don't they kind of do with I Sammy know, and Hardeman? Like, but they got it's Andy and Kelsey yeah. and Patrick, so it feels unfair. But yeah, I mean his production, the level to which you have to prepare for him is number one level receiver, right? Yes, the level the level to which you lose sleep, lose sleep rating. So yeah, I mean I think you build a game plan around him. As Ruggs, a defensive clearly, you have to be he can he can break games open. But like to me, what I'm looking forward to seeing is just his game where he's his deepest catch is 21 yards and he's got nine catches. Like that's coming, right? Yeah. Uh, he's clearly he's reliable. He's, he's, be, he's better. Him. He's better than I thought just watching him. And I, and I had a buddy, a good buddy that did the SEC, and I remember asking him to describe him, 
and I, I, I used Deshaun. He's like, you know, it's got a little lazies. And not that like, and again, I think when you talk about Deshaun, like 18, 19, and 20, it's a little different than when we did, a, you know, seven, eight years ago. But like, I think it's fair in the sense of you just immediately watch him and go, this guy's special. And then like how you describe him, what corner you pigeonhole him in. Is he a one? Is he a two? Is he, can he carry? Can, he's just like, I want that guy on my team, right? Now, ultimately, when he wants a new contract, does he bring a phone to the meeting room and get suspended and all that shit? We'll see. Uh, but clearly, he is a he's a pop. He popped their first game, right? Just running. You're like, yeah. Whoa. Well, remember and this uh, the Saints game when Derek missed him and he's flying by the. And guy. remember how much he affected that game, even though his numbers. Remember, he had two pass interference calls. He just opened up the field, and it was clear when he was gone. The Patriots were able to just. Focus in on Darren Waller. If you told me he's the best receiver on this team for the next three years, I don't, I mean, you'd want, I'm not saying you, you, obviously you, he's the best receiver on this team. You go, okay, you can win with that. Him plus Darren Waller, Josh Jacobs, you can win if Henry Ruggs is your best receiver. I completely agree. And then like what we saw from Brian Edwards, like, yeah, that's a good complimentary receiver. Well, do you know what he reminds me of a guy that's going to do? You know, when Herbert, it looked like through the game winning touchdown, to Mike Williams, and the corner just stopped. And it's always that weird look when he's walking over the sideline. He knows he's fucked up, but he's like trying to blame someone, but he doesn't really have anyone to blame. Watching the watching the Monday night game, playing corner kind of sucks. Like, I don't know why anyone would aspire to do that. Like, you get beat more than you make plays. It's really hard. There are all these moving parts that you have to know as you're running full speed with guys that can haul ass. It's... It's way more difficult than wide receiver because a wide receiver, you're just told what to do and you just hope the guy throws you the ball. Like at corner, you're like reacting. You don't know what's coming. Well, it chooses you. You you play two ways in high school and then they tell you you can't catch, I think. That's true too. I think he's going to have over his career, especially early on his career, if people are just like feeling him out and people, a lot of these teams play him for the first time, those reactions of like throwing up their hands, of like pointing, you know, like, where, where's my safety? Or like looking at the coach being like, what, what do I do? You know, <laughs> I feel he has a lot of those in the bag or just guys just hauling ass chasing and three yards behind. Them. I, I think there's that. Plus there is the, wait, did a five eleven guy just beat you on that jump ball? Which there's no shame in it. Cause this guy, he plays bigger than five eleven. I think we've seen Cause he can do already. like three sixty dunks in traffic. Yes. We saw in high school. Yeah. So I think we've already seen like he, you can throw like what we saw Herbert do on fourth down where you just basically one-on-one coverage. I've got to get it over the corner in front of the safety and trust Mike Williams to go up and make the play. Well, it's easy because Mike, not easy, but I mean, that's the guy you normally do trust, right? Cause he's massive. Well, we saw yeah. it in the, the, the big play to Henry Ruggs in the chiefs game. Like Derek trusts him for good reason to go up on a 50, 50 ball and make a play. Like he is a 50, 50 receiver. He's not just a five yards ahead of the guy down the field receiver. He's a 50, 50 ball guy. When we talked about this on Sunday, to me, the key to have that guy is then to have the balance, right? They right. have a guy to work the middle in Renfro, and they have a tight end. Like, part of what made Deshaun really good is we had Selleck, we had Shady, and we had Macklin. It, like, all kind of balance each other out. Like, if you just have that guy and nothing else, you can just, unless you're Robert Sala, double-team the guy, right? <laughs> or put a guy over him. When you have, like, well, we can't move the safety here because then Waller's here, and then they do have, like, their, their pieces on offense – really fit they do like if you're just putting the pieces of the puzzle and you agree brian edwards like what we saw of him looked like he would fit too do you know who would really fit on their team michael crabs you had well terrell williams the guy they signed oh, yeah. just kept getting hurt like imagine him you were doing a with all these guys 
would they would they have like a top five offense in the league? Because well, remember, he was a really ball? good complementary piece. If he was healthy and Brian Edwards was healthy. Well, I just think Edwards wouldn't play that much. I know, I but Terrell it'd be too bad to because I, I think from what we saw of him, he clearly belongs on the field. Yeah, he looks apart. You see, you know who else looks apart is DK Metcalf. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, breaking news. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if they redrafted, he'd be a top five pick. Five pick. I was yeah. going to say I hesitated. I, like I, to say three. I once texted a buddy with the Chiefs after he ran the four one. Was he four one eight or four two one or whatever? And I said top ten pick. And he's like, well, the tape's not that great, but that was pretty crazy. Like, I honestly texted that just after the 40, just after the 40. Now, I had, I had never watched him play. I had to YouTube his highlights. And remember, it was kind of, everyone's like, oh, we're making too big a thing. And then he fell to the second round. Like, that's the thing about Ruggs and really this class. That class was like A.J. Brown, those guys. They're all going like the second round, even Debo, right? They were just, that did not happen with this class. If he had played for Lane Kiffin, he would have been drafted a lot higher. Did you did you notice what Lane's uh, mask said? Well, it was like the pay- I saw the Manning brothers. It said Mannings, and it had I no. Saw it said Met. It said Metcalf fourteen. Oh, okay. Earlier he'd been wearing one that said Manning, and it had like ten slash eighteen. Okay, I did not so see he, that one. So he's he wears a different mask with a different guy's number. So he must have wore Eli's mask the week before, wore Metcalf's mask this game. That's pretty kind of genius. That is good. Lane Lane a little smarter than you think. <laughs> Fresno State. I don't know if he graduated. He had to have graduated, right, to get a college job. Or they just gave him a certificate or something. Is there a dog in the house? <laughs> one last thing. Do you want one last thing? Do you have anything else? No, I mean, give me the, isn't that a PTI thing? One last thing? One last thing. God, what a good show. I mean, they just, they really nailed that show. Had a good 20 I used to love run. that show, man. I used to watch me that too. show every single day. Same. So, you know who really got hosed in all these schedule realignments is the Bills. I didn't quite... You know, you have to really look at it to figure out what's happening. But so they play Tuesday night, obviously. Their Monday night game against the Chiefs means now that the Chiefs are on extra rest. And you know, what's Andy's record on extra rest? Like 17 and four or something? 19 and four? Yeah. Uh, sucks, yeah, man. really good. They, were, yeah, they went from getting the Chiefs on short rest to getting the Chiefs on extra rest. And having to play a Tuesday game. And having to play right. a Tuesday game. Against like a physical game in theory against a well rested. So anyway. I, I don't I don't think this is a one off though. I, I think we have more weird things in the bag. Yeah. I, yes. And I saw Roger Goodell said we've got because everything has been like they don't want to move the Super Bowl. They don't want to add a week eighteen. They don't have to Well, why why are they obsessed with that, you think? I, I, I don't know. But ultimately they will. And Roger Goodell basically said we'll be flexible. And the downside is what that their NFL season lasts longer. Oh, well, like that's well the worst he, thing. He, he, here's what I would imagine: they view the Super Bowl, and we know this having been obviously to the Super Bowl when it came here. Like the, the they're big on like how much time out comes into putting the work in. Yeah, and I would imagine they're thinking in the back of their head: maybe we can just have some pretty normal events and having a where, big Super where Bowl. Where is it this year? No clue. <laughs> New Orleans, Florida. I think. New Orleans. I think it's the. I think it's New Orleans. But maybe they're thinking in the back of their head, like, the Rangers we'll be able to do a full thing yeah. to do it. Yeah. Which I would just say, you know, throw it, who cares this year? But it's, again, I, I always think it's easy for people that talk for a living to say, who cares? Just don't do that. Like, we run a business guy, and it's just like, if people were telling us that, we'd be like, fuck you. Like, just don't do that. You know, it's just like, no. Yeah. Like, I, I Well, but I there's understand. a difference between we refuse to do it and we would prefer not to do it. 
right? Did he say we refuse to do it? Or no, we no, no, no. He said we got to be flexible. I'm just saying yeah. when they say, when you hear they don't want to do it, they don't want to move anything. It's like, yeah, they're going to wait until they have to move stuff to move stuff because it takes a lot of work, you know? Yeah. Um, I, uh, the, you know, the Bills, they haven't played a game since the Raider game. So they, they basically haven't played yeah. a game in 10, 12 days or whatever. feels like longer. If, if you listen to this, God, it was a hell of a game. I want to play by Josh Allen. Fuck. How about the Titans? Variable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, money badger. Yeah. Well, isn't there two Monday night games next week, too? Yeah, there has to be because there is a Monday night game. Yeah, because this game's Cowboys. on Fox. Chiefs Bills is on Fox next Monday. So, at, they're at getting their so, Pacific. So, Fox is getting their Thursday night game because I asked. We were talking about like how are they going to get their get right, you know, because they paid eight hundred million dollars, basically eight million or a hundred million dollars a game. They get their game. It's called on Monday. Yeah, two. It's two o'clock Pacific, so it's not ideal for them, but I'm sure it'll do fine. Honestly, I'm kind of the Monday night game. Dalton, I kind of the Cowboys are getting What's two. The, who are they playing? Uh, the Cardinals. Hmm. Okay. Herbert or the Kyler? Who you want? Uh, Herbert. <laughs> uh. Something else I was going to ask you there, but oh yeah, just, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I just one last thing. Get in our. We got a DraftKings game. I, the golf game. It may be full. It may not be. I haven't checked in the last hour or so, but uh, we got golf this week, and we got NFL. Sign up with code Ham. Hundred and fifty people. What does the winner get this week in football? Three hundred thirty-seven dollars. Uh, well, yeah, well, I'll lose. So, uh, oh, I just got to hopefully get a little golf. Uh, yeah. All right. I, 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 I'm a, I'm a terrible. Let me repeat terrible fantasy football player i just don't know who to pick i never feel that comfortable and i have do these the opposite ideas, play the opposite game and i try to do these pivots guy i took jimmy garoppolo and he got benched yeah well that was and the, I, that and was I, and, I, and I felt good about the move i felt good about you the didn't move. know about his physical state john it just i i, I i'm just i i need i want a performance of fantasy football i want like three guys to get me like 40 points okay i want to draft like the equivalent of the three bryson dechambeau's yeah I can never get my quarterback right. That's what pisses me off. I always, even when I take Kyler, how about, how I about Jared Goff this week? There's a free one. Yeah, but I, I don't want. But here's the other thing: like I don't want to take him. Yeah, I not because they're already playing the Niners. Because I don't. That's not fun. I understand. But Jimmy wasn't either. So what am I even talking about? All right. On that note, peace. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.